there's a woman with a shovel. She's not just a shovel and coal. She's here to make a resting place for one more wandering soul. Winters and Kowaleski are convinced that Congressman Donner knows more about Ashley's disappearance than he will admit. They are questioning Ashley's very close friend, Haley, who has been cooperating with their investigation. So you got lots of text messages. Yes. I mean, that was normal. We were both working as congressional interns and we're kind of, you know, having this big adventure, going to places, meeting new people. And you compared notes? Yeah. Tell us about this honey bear that is referenced in some of these texts? Okay, well, I mean, she didn't tell me everything. It was kind of, here's what's happening, but without filling in all the names. She used a kind of code, a nickname. Do you think that Honey Bear could be Congressman Donner? Haley paused for a very long moment before answering. I, I don't think it could be anyone else. Motherfuckers. Winters and Kovaleski. They just won't leave me alone. Let's go over this again. Tell me again what happened after I left the cabin. Donner is referring to the secluded house on a bluff overlooking the Mississippi where he had spent a weekend with the missing intern, Ashley. I got the call from the cleaning service that they found the door open and broken when they arrived and they said the place was a mess. And I said, just leave it alone. That's when I called you. And I told you to get up there and take care of it. Which I did. And the place was a shambles. Broken glass, lots of bottles, tables turned over. I know what you're thinking. I'm not thinking. It's part of my job description. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking we got drunk, had a fight, and I... I just told you, I don't think. Ah, uh, but I do. I think a lot. And this time, I thought... It could be the worst. Finally, the worst. Drunk. Maybe some drugs. Probably a fight. The girl is gone, and and who knows? Maybe this time it went too far. Maybe this time some hiker or or fisherman is going to find a shallow grave. You know the joke? A good friend is someone who will help you move. A really good friend is someone who will help you move a body. I don't want to have to decide if I'm a really good friend again. I'm telling you, as far as I can remember, everything was fine when I left. Ashley was sleeping. The place had a few bottles scattered around. (coughs) A little mess, you know. (coughs) But what's so what? That's normal. As far as you can remember. But no broken glass, no broken door, no blood on the carpet. Oh, Jesus Christ, no. Blood on the carpet? A lot of blood. You forgot to tell me that. So what did you do with it? I did what any normal person would do. I took it out to the trash barrel and I burned it. Jesus! Oh, that's bad enough, but how do you figure those IBI agents said they got her phone? She had her phone with her because she kept texting someone. And I told her, that probably wasn't a great idea. Right. And maybe that started the fight? God damn it, Soupy. There wasn't any fight. She was fine when I left, but the phone, the phone, the fucking phone. 
How in the hell could they have her phone? The phone? Oh. The phone. You mean Ashley's phone? You mean this one? And Soupy held up a cell phone that looked a lot like Ashley's. Well, I've been awake for eight days straight. Well, it must have been them pills I took. I've been twitching and churning and seeing visions. It must have been them pills I took. Connor Donner has been in and out of consciousness ever since he got the check from Daddy Donner. His buddy Max comes in to wake him up. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wake up, buttercup. Damn. What time is it? Uh, what difference does it make? Okay, well, what day is it? Yeah, that's more like it. Today's the day you pick up your new dirt bike. Oh, yeah. Can you drive me down there? Yeah, 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 sure. But, hey, dude, what what happened to your van? What do you mean? Uh, It looks like you hit an elephant. I haven't been anywhere. Have I? <laughs> sure you didn't go for a little spin? <laughs> Luana McKenzie and Carlos Greenbaum review the security camera footage from the hit and run that wiped out Bertie Bettendorf. This a whole lot of nothing. A license plate covered in mud, and we got a perfectly clear shot of the driver's side of the van. There's the driver, and what do we see? A knob wearing a mask and sunglasses, just like half the other knobs on the street. So, are we gonna mope? Are we going to go to work? Moping works for me? Yeah. Come on, let's go interview the Vic. Let's go see Big Bertha. Part of Donner's campaign success has been the senior voters who tend to favor conservative Republican politicians. But not all of them, as Donner learns, as he faces the seniors. Hey, you Republicans still trying to kill Social Security? Absolutely not. We're, we're the ones trying to save it. <laughs> what are you going to save it from? It's been working fine for 85 years. Has it been that long? Well, we want to continue for another 85 years. If they make the cuts your party proposes, it'll be bankrupt by 2035. Well, that, that probably won't affect you, will it, old-timer? Uh, who are you calling old-timer, you arrogant, ageist fuck dick? Just about then, Martha noticed that Spaniel and his service animal goat were feasting at the refreshment table. Get that filthy... Animal. Hey, who are you calling a filthy animal, you, you oh, poodle fried oh, old bitch? This here's a service animal, and he's got more right to be here than you This do. discussion was more intriguing than the future of Social Security. What's going on? Look at this. This, this, this vagrant's goat ate half our cookies. This here is a service animal protected by the Endangered Service Animal Act of 1916. That's a load of malarkey. Just then, the goat lifted his tail and released a cascade of pungent, dark brown goat pellets. Oh, for God's sake, Spaniel, you're drunken if you don't get out of here and take that goat with you. We're calling the police. Yes. Maybe I'll call the damn police on you, you, <laughs> Philistines. And the police were summoned. They knew Spaniel quite well, and frankly, they looked forward to people like him breaking up the monotony of traditional crimes. Come on, Spaniel. Get you home. Home? I am home. They reluctantly charged him with disorderly conduct, mostly just to give him a place to sleep it off. Hey, give me that crippled bitch lawyer. She's the only one got any balls around here. 
Connor Donner has taken possession of his new dirt bike. He was puzzled by the huge indentation on the right front corner of his van. He didn't remember going anywhere for the last few days, but, well, a gap in his memory was nothing new. Regardless, the check from Daddy Donner had cleared, and he had his new bike, and that's what mattered. Let's leave the van here. Uh, why is that? Because I'm going to report it stolen, just in case. <laughs> in case? <laughs> in, in case maybe <laughs> you ran over somebody? They teach you this stuff in AA meetings. First thing to do if you fuck up your car is report it stolen. Yeah, it's smart. Jimmy took another trip to Springfield to meet with the campaign chairperson, Charlene Babcock. Didn't I specifically tell you? I know, I know, nothing? I know, I know, I know. But you have to admit using Donner's son's van was brilliant. Yes, it was. You're not pissed. Of course I'm pissed. But who can I blame? I'm the one who said, go ahead. So tell me, Machiavelli, what's your next move? Gerald's going to take care of one more thing, and then he's going on a road trip for about a week. Sheila meets again with Spaniel, one of her regular clients. Hey, I hope you can straighten them bastards out. Sure thing. Tell me, Spaniel, where'd you get the goat? Heifer. Excuse me? Heifer. Heifer. It's, it's, it's charity, though. They, they get you a goat so you can make your own milk and cheese. Uh, I applied and told them it was going to go to Somalia. <laughs> but they fucked up. They sent me a boy goat. You can tell by the grapefruits dangling from his backside. Look here. This boy's got balls like a rug. Most impressive. Spaniel, how are you going to take care of a goat out on the street? And what happened to Pookie? Oh, Pookie's on her timeout for biting a dog catcher. They won't let me have her till after the quarantine for the rabies. But, but this goat, his name's Lamb Chop. He's working out just fine. See, he takes care of me. He's very protective. Anybody tries to mess with me, old Lamb Chop lowers his head and gives him a little present. I call it the remembrance. I tell them street people, low lifes, fuck with the ram, you're gonna get the horns. <laughs> and they damn sure remember not to mess with us anymore. Do you feed him? Oh, of course. He eats garbage, so every trash can's a buffet. <laughs> the call came in anonymously. 911, what is the nature of your emergency? Uh, it's not really an emergency. This is an emergency number. I, you know that hit and run over on University is Avenue? This an emergency? I think that was my neighbor's van. It's parked at 321 West Church Street. It's got a big dent in the front. You should have somebody check it out. You you want the guy's name? No, I want to know if this is an emergency. And as soon as Gerald got off the phone with 911, he got the call from Jimmy. How'd it go? <laughs> Better than I expected. She blames herself for trusting us, but she's over it. But you need to be unavailable, just in case. So, you've earned yourself an all-expense-paid trip to Columbus, Ohio. Check out Peterson's husband's past. Find out why she's got the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Don't judge me, please. And Spaniel gets his day in court. All rise. Court is now in session. Judge John E. Jenkins presiding. Sheila enters Judge Jenkins' arraignment court, accompanied by Spaniel's goat, causing a mild stirring among the spectators. Ms. Jefferson, tell me that's not a goat. No, Your Honor, this is not a goat. This is an emotional support service animal. 
Really? Do we do we have some documentation to support that outlandish assertion? Under the ADA, businesses may not demand identification cards or make unnecessary inquiries really? about an individual's disability under any circumstances, including when a person is accompanied by a service animal. Well, how about judges in courtrooms? Are they necessary? Are they allowed to make such inquiries? Mm, I would strongly advise against it. Really? Really. The Service Animal Access Act and White Cane Law are Illinois state criminal laws that guarantee the right of a person with a disability to be accompanied by a service animal in public. Well, Ms. Jefferson, I do believe this conclusively proves that you have lost what little mind you may have ever had. I will be forced, as an officer of the court, to conduct a citizen's arrest and have him taken into custody. Bailiff, get that goddamn goat out of my courtroom. Don't touch that goat, Bobby, or you'll be an accessory after the fact in a Class C misdemeanor. Bailiff, for the last time, get that goat out of here. Bobby, place Judge Jenkins under arrest for violation of the Service Animal Access Act. And poor Bailiff Bobby. As they say in the Midwest, he didn't know whether to shit or go blind. TV news producer Ellen Prather is reviewing the video footage of the town hall meeting in preparation for a follow-up story on the hit-and-run outside Congressman Donner's campaign headquarters. She replayed the tape, and something caught her ear. Is your husband a pedophile? Is your husband a pedophile? Oi! Hey, anybody ever hear anything about Peterson's husband? Um, I think he's a school principal, something like that. Ever any scandal? God, I hope so. <sighs> and a couple of patrolmen, Luana McKenzie and Carlos Greenbaum, are following up on the anonymous 911 call about the hit-and-run van. Yeah? You know anything about a white van that belongs here? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah what? I, I you fucking with me. If you know something, say something. You heard that before? Uh, you asked me, do I know anything about the van? And I said, yeah. I answered your fucking question. I gotta deal with one idiot all day, every day. And I don't need any shit from you. What do you know about the van? I know it belongs to that junkie that live in... 3C and, and, and I know that's him pulling in right now. Hey, is your name Donna? Yeah. Are you here about my van? Yeah. How did you know? Because it was stolen. Came out this morning and it was gone. You know anything about a hit and run accident? Uh, no, I sure don't. Hey, is my van okay? This is Evelyn Peterson. Oi, Miss Peterson. I'm Ellen Prother. I'm calling from WCIA TV News. Yeah, we're doing a follow-up on that hit-and-run incident outside of Congressman Donner's office. Okay. Apparently, the victim was quite vocal at your town hall meeting. And I was reviewing some of the video, and I ran across quite an odd bit. Yes, well, that whole thing was quite odd. At one point, she says, well, you know what, here, I'll play it for you. Oh, how many dead people are going to cast absentee ballots this time? These are all malicious, unfounded fabrications. Is your husband a pedophile? So, that last bit caught my ear. Any idea why she might throw that into the mix? You know, <laughs> I think it's kind of weird that you'd ask me to explain the motives of someone who appeared to be 
disturbed. And off the record, if there is such a thing, the rumor is that Ms. Betteldorf was working for my opponent, Donald Donner, and was paid to try to disrupt my meeting, which, by the way, she did a pretty good job of. So, I think you're calling the wrong candidate. I think you should be asking Donald Donner if he hires mentally disturbed agitators to create distractions from the real issues and the problems we face. So you have no idea. I have no idea how you can be so dense. Seriously, lady, wake the fuck up. There's no connection between you and the van? The hit and run? Hmm. <laughs> I guess I'll take that as a no comment. Calico has gotten out of jail and is wearing her trademark multicolor wig and is plying her trade on the edge of downtown. An older sedan creeps slowly up to her and the passenger side window rolls down. Hey, big guy. Looking for a little action? No. I'm looking for a lot of action. Alright. 200 will get you anything you want. How about 50? That will get you a Big Mac and fries just down the street. Did I say 50? I meant 150. There's something we can work with. And Calico gets into the car. Woman with a Shovel podcast number 8 featuring... Pat O'Bell, Julie Phillips, Andy Gates, Catherine Paulson, David Gallardi, Arion Marshall, Jason Wheat, Katie Mayall, Scott Wagner, Jennifer Platt, Cy Mayall, Maggie Nolting, Frank Garvey, Steph Martinez, and Phil Mayall. The Train They Call the End by Mayall Cole, performed by George Faber. Additional music from Purple Planet Music, sound effects from Freesound, thanks to Lamb Chop and Pookie for dropping by, thanks to Colin Pierce for the joke about being a good friend, and thanks for dropping by. See you soon with podcast number nine, Woman with a Show. Hope you got your bags packed Hope you said all your goodbyes train is getting closer Hear her whistle cry Hear her whistle cry Hear that plaintive whistle moaning Here she comes around the bend she got room for one more passenger She's a train, the train they call the end